You are listening to The Edge, a podcast for personal development junkies and visionaries living right at the precipice of, oh shit, meets fuck yeah. I'm Nadia Munda, an embodiment and relationship coach and a lover of all edges. Stick around to listen to raw, unpolished conversations where we explore our personal and collective edges in all their erotic glory. Okay, you guys, (laughs) I was not planning on doing this solo episode now. I just finished, I just finished 40 minutes of a Qigong practice and the plan was to hop in the shower and go run some errands. Um, And uh, well, I ended up writing and... It didn't feel like I had so much to say about this topic that a little Instagram post was not going to cut it. And so I figure, you know what? I'm in the energy. Let's go in. So we'll see. It might be a a pretty short one since there's a lot on my to-do list, but I wanted to ride this energy. Um, And so I want to talk about something no one talks about. It feels edgy for me to talk about it because I want to call it out with love and I am worried that I'm going to, I guess, sound a little judgmental or just be that person who's poo-pooing on other people's efforts. And so I'm just naming that at the beginning to get that out of the way. and the the initial um, i guess t- trigger i don't want to use the word trigger I, the initial sort of i, I want to use the word trigger it feels it feels correct here but not trigger in the way that we speak to it really in coaching and therapy where it's like, okay, oh my God, I'm so unregulated and this is a problem. And no, I'm just thinking like trigger, like the thing that pulled the trigger on this topic that opened this up for me today was actually just a random photo on Instagram. And it was a photo of a huge group of women who had gathered and there was, you know, they were just posting on Instagram about they probably had like a workshop or a sweet um, sisterhood circle or something like that. And and they posted and there's nothing specific to this photo um, that, that was out of the ordinary. It just something about it sparked. Oh, that's the word I was looking for. Sparked, not triggered. Um, it just sparked in me something that I think about a lot, but it never really fully blossomed into a cognitive thought or process. And I feel like today it really, really has. And um, that is the idea of loneliness within a community. And this photo in particular sparked this because I see so often different people coming to me, whether in, you know, client coaching sessions or just, just chatting with me, um, 
just coming to me and, and, and ultimately sharing that they feel pretty lonely. And they are often part of a web of sisterhood. They're part of women's circles. They're part of women's meetups. They're part of perhaps even um, like a program or different containers that include women. And yet there's this feeling of loneliness that comes up for them and like a craving for more. And I myself went through that process for a while and couldn't quite click into what was going on. So when I was in New York, I lived in New York for a while. For those of you who don't know, about eight years on and off a little, but primarily in New York. And oh, I had such a good crew of women there. And um I felt really nourished, really fed, really full. And then I eventually moved to San Diego and I just couldn't click in with anyone there. I definitely had a few people who were my anchor and without them, I wouldn't have made it. But overall, I kept finding myself like pushing, forcing myself to go to these like women's circles and being like, okay, you got to get yourself like more social and if you're not really doing much with other women like how you know all the like logical stuff like okay go to this woman's circle and I would go and I would literally be sitting there and I'd be like oh my god I I would rather be at home alone and I'm an I'm a I'm an introverted extrovert right so like I do really get nourished I'm not an introvert per se so like I I, I don't get nourished by just being alone at home. I do love being around people. I love meeting new interesting people. Connection feeds me so much. And of course, I also, as a, just a balanced human, require a lot of alone time. As a projector, I require a lot of alone time. So I, I sort of end up balancing. But if I don't get the extroverted side met, it can get really hard. And I can feel stagnant and that anyway, so I was going to these women's circles and I would just be like, oh, I'm so bored. And I could hear the part of my mind that was like, no, this is like you're doing all the things like you guys are doing authentic relating exercises and gazing into each other's eyes and saying nice things and whatever. Maybe even there's sometimes like physical touch in the workshops and and yet I would just be like, I'd rather be at home. I'd rather be at home. I'd rather be at home alone. And eventually I started to listen to that, which, um, and I couldn't quite figure it out, but just now with where I am in Boulder, I really am, I'm, it, a lot of things are starting to become really clear. The reason I'm sharing my personal experience in this is because I actually want to talk about a bigger trend in um, just the world of sisterhood in general. And also, I would say even more so, I see it obviously in the in the circles and the worlds that I live in, which is the coaching industry, the entrepreneurship, like you know, we're healers, coaches, and um, conscious entrepreneurs intersect. And there is this, mm, like, it's like a jolt in my system where I just want to go, come on, guys. And for those of you who've been around for a while, you know, I say guys all the time irrespective of gender. 
<laughs> I just love that word, guys. I don't know why. All right. And I'm not changing it. Okay. So don't email me about it. <laughs> so I couldn't understand what was going on with me in San Diego. And then I got this hit to move to Boulder. It was out of nowhere. It made no sense. Logically, zero sense. Um, but my um, long time friend, um, Ginny Muir, who we had an interesting friendship because we had always, we'd never actually lived in the same place, but I felt like we had, and we had tried to live together a few times and it never, like life never really, um, it just didn't come into fruition at the time. And suddenly she had a room open and I was like, oh my God, it's my chance to finally do it. And so I did, I took the leap, I jumped, I felt, it felt really true. And then I got to Boulder and wow, did I get schooled. Um, and also, wow, did I get presented with the most beautiful gift in the world, the truest, deepest intimacy that I've had with women probably since like high school, but high school, (laughs) you know, we were in high school, we were young, we were children, (laughs) we didn't understand a lot of things. And yet, as when we're younger, we do have a, a way in which we just are a lot more, hmm, we're just a lot more open to intimacy. I don't know if it's still the innocence in us or what, but I just think about like, you know, everything, maybe it's school because you're at school all fucking day long together, but like, you know, everything about each other when it's like your close posse, right? Like you guys sleep over, you guys do everything together, every single minute detail about their romantic relationship you're aware of. I mean, you guys are like braided in together energetically. And then as we get older, as we, you know, perhaps move into partnership and perhaps having a family or even just being in, in business and tending to that as our baby, like we, we end up in this realm in our thirties, forties and fifties where it's like, There's just like, okay, let's plan a coffee date in six weeks. Let's put it on the calendar and cute, you know, (laughs) it makes me shrivel up and want to die. Like I have zero interest in that version of friendship, zero. And I imagine a lot of you are also like, "Eh, not really my thing. I, it's an assumption, but if you're in my world, I have a sense that you're probably, you probably share that sentiment with me and I can't help it, you know, blame it again. I, I blame so many things on my double Scorpio sun moon situation here, but I want depth. I want grit. I want intimacy. I want it all right. Like that to me is so nourishing and, um, I had a a friend recently message me and be like, oh, thank you so much for being the person I can whine to. And I'm like, anytime, girl, anytime. I love, I love holding space. And I'm not suggesting everyone's like this. Okay. This is, I think, particular to me, but I love holding space for whiny, complaining, um, snotty, dysregulated, hot mess, like 
oh my gosh, I have a very high tolerance for it. And I'm not suggesting everyone needs to have that. But, you know, I ended up after this Qigong session, just sitting down and writing this little piece. And I, I, I actually feel I've never really read anything on a podcast. I usually just riff, but I'm going to read this because it feels, um, it just, it sums up a lot of things. And then I want to sort of take it a little bit further. So the working title right now, this hasn't actually been published yet um, on Instagram. I don't know if I will or we'll see. But right now it's called The Lonely Woman in Sisterhood. I'm not interested in the type of sisterhood where we say sweet, syrupy things to each other. I'm not interested in friendship that consists of a monthly coffee date and an Instagram tag. I'm not interested in conversations where you vaguely mention you've been in a process of up-leveling and initiations and deep karmic soul work and then go home and cry yourself to sleep feeling lonely. I want deep intimacy. I want the sisterhood where you let me see your ugliest parts and then let me love you in them. I want the friendship where you call me sobbing and I say, come over, sleep over, and I'll braid your hair. I want the conversations where you tell me how, you know, your unevolved and unspiritual thoughts about your partner when he leaves the toilet seat up. And then I want us to rise together, snot and selfies, unconditional love and ruthless reflection, sacred ceremony and tequila induced 3 a.m. dancing. Yes, women's circles are sweet. Yes, goddess fill-in-the-blank workshops are nourishing. But from where I'm standing, it feels like a lot of girl energy. And I know we're all grown-ass women. I see so many women being parts of large sisterhoods and still coming to me and sharing that they are lonely. I see a place where women are holding themselves back from true intimacy, scared to show their ugliest parts because they might not be lovable when that's what I want to love the most. Maybe it's just me or me and my friends, but that's what I want for us women. That's what calls us into the most potent power we possess, deep, raw, motherfucking intimacy, the confronting, ruthless mirror of actual love, the energy that waters you from a seed into a flower. So let's become women and stop being girls that just say sweet, syrupy things to each other, okay? So that's that. This is the first draft you all are getting. It might shift. It may never go online. Who knows? But I think it says a lot of what I want to say where I'm calling us all into one pillar of womanhood that I think we missed. I think that's what it is. Okay. I love when I start to solidify stuff literally live on this podcast. (laughs) This is the mental project for human design nerds. This is me mental projectoring. This is how I get clear on what's actually the core of everything. I have to talk it out. And so what better way than solo episodes? (laughs) Oh, so We've gotten really good at a lot of the pieces of womanhood, and I think this is a piece that's missing. I think in this quote-unquote spiritual communities, 
that overlap again between the healer coaching and conscious entrepreneur community, there's, there is this pillar that feels a little immature. It feels, and again, I say this not to judge those who are in, in the process, but to call us all together as a group of women up into the next level of our power. And so when I look around and I see a lot of what I see as in a way dress up, right? Which comes from a really beautiful place. Like if you think about a little girl dressing up, she often will put on her mom's heels or uh, put on some makeup, but like really sloppy. And, and it's her deep desire to connect with an energy that she will become, that's already in her, but she's growing into. And I feel that a lot of our sisterhood circles, a lot of our women's containers, a lot of these workshops where we're doing things from like, you know, um, a pussy mole. And again, I've done all of these workshops, so not, I'm not shitting on any of them. I've done them all. Like pussy molding workshops, flower crown making workshops, you know, cacao ceremonies, da, 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 all of these beautiful things. Nothing wrong with any of these modalities or activities. And there's, it comes with a certain desire to be somewhere that maybe we're not yet. So it's like, oh, let's gather all these women together and learn how to make beeswax candles. So cool. I'm all for that. And the desire, the deeper layer here is that everyone wants to be seen and loved and held. And there's, you know, and it's, I'm not saying we all want to be super intimate with every single person in the room, but there's this deep ache for that. And there's a lot of us prancing around looking pretty for Instagram, tagging each other. There's this, there's a little bit of this like, uh, underbelly shadowy side of tagging people on Instagram that drives me nuts and <laughs> I sometimes like don't even tag people for that particular reason and then sometimes I do and it just I don't know I flip-flop back and forth but where it's like oh look who I've been around right or look who I'm sort of friends with and oh god that one that one I don't like it um and I've noticed myself, I, I teeter in the opposite direction. Sometimes I'm friends with people who are, I would say, considered a little bit more like, um, I don't know, like, well, I'll use the word influencer for lack of a better word. Um, they're more like in the influencer uh, coach category or something like that. And I just don't post photos of our time together. Sometimes I want to take a photo and just for me. And, and even that feels like a little cringy. Um, so anyways, I just, I'm calling myself out that I tend to teeter in the opposite direction nearly. Um, I sort of overcompensate, um, when sometimes I do just want to share and celebrate, Hey, like I saw this person, they're awesome, but I don't want it to be like a bragging rights thing. So there's this overlap of a little bit of that energy, right? Like the 
look where I was, look what I was doing, look who I was with, um, that is a social media shadow. And, um, and then there's, there's also just a general, like, well-intentioned, oh, I'm just going to connect with a group of women here. And it, it feels a bit empty, though. Like, there's, there's stuff on my calendar where I'm seeing people or I'm going to these women's uh, containers or events. And yet I come back home and in times of deep need, ain't no one there to call. You know, I've heard this from a lot of people. I luckily always had someone to call um, because I refused to not do deep intimacy, but they often weren't, you know, like that my phase in San Diego was that they were just not in town. They were just in another state or country. But I know that's not the case for a lot of women, right? And so Again, nothing wrong with any of these activities, but I'm, my prayer, my call is for us to step into the next level of intimacy, only with the people we want to, but to stop like playing dress up because we're not there anymore. It's one phase to be dress up priestess, dress up goddess, dress up tantrika, and then there's let's fucking do the work. And so I'm calling us into the work, myself included. Oh, I got schooled with the work these last seven or eight months moving to Boulder. Like I was like, oh, I want more community. I want more connection. Boy, did I get it. And with that comes everything. Intimacy, as we all know, and comes with both ends. You get the beautiful, amazing pleasure of connection and unconditional love and just, and then you also get the reflections (laughs) and then you also get the preferences and you also get, you know, all the ways that you have to navigate different people's nervous systems and their own childhood wounding and triggers and how you trigger them. And, you know, I mean, it gets, it gets real messy real quick, but fuck man, I love the messy. I love the muddy, messy, dirty, gritty, snotty. Oh, love it. And, you know, again, maybe double Scorpio side of me. So I'm not suggesting everyone needs to go as deep as I do. And I mean, I just like, I'm like, I feel like, I feel like a pig in mud, you know, just like, oh, this is so good. And it also sucks. Sometimes I want to run away and hide under the covers and be like, don't see me. Don't see my ugly parts. Why do you know me so well? I hate it. You know, and it's a very similar experience to in romantic relationship. I see a lot of people going, oh, yeah, I want my, you know, my king, my royal human, my queen, my da 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 da. And it's like, okay, but are you actually showing up? in your deepest truth, are you, and that includes your ugly parts. That includes being willing to be reflected where you are not really showing up, where you are a little dysregulated or a lot dysregulated, where you're not very evolved, where there's some work for you to do. I mean, I personally, I mean, I hated those moments when my partner shows me stuff or one of my close friends shows me stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to see it. And 
Ah, uh, I'm here for it. I am so here for it. I may be annoyed about it at the beginning. I may be hurt, defensive, ashamed, whatever. But then it gives me something to step into. I'm not interested in the version where I just go and everyone's like, oh, you're so great. Like, what do I, how do I grow from you're so great? And I'm not saying don't ever tell me you're so great. I will take it any day. Right. But let's also go, hey, actually, here's this pattern that I see you fall back into over and over again. And no one's ever going to tell you it's got to change, but you know, here's how it impacts me or here's what I notice or here's what I want for you. And that to me is, is the deep intimacy that a lot of these women's spaces are ignoring. And I just believe that we are, we can stay there. We can play in the like syrupy playground of, you know, goddess crowns and shit. Um, I also feel really bad about the flower crowns. It's like the thing I go to for whatever reason. It's the symbol for me of playing dress up where it's presentational. We're on the outside. It's like, I'm so feminine. I'm so in this women's circle. I'm so da -da -da connected to sisterhood. And it feels, and sometimes, listen, we are, and we get to wear a beautiful flower crown, but it's something about the flower crown has become my personal symbol of playing dress up and not actually embodying and being in full alignment with what you're presenting. And, and again, I, I, it's, it's an effort and it's a stage. There's nothing wrong with playing dress up in order to start to feel it right? Like in embodiment, in, in my own embody class, I often say, Hey, if there's an archetype that doesn't feel organic to you, it's okay to start off by evoking her, um, by faking it till you make it in a way, right? Like putting on certain clothes that maybe don't feel natural to you, putting on certain songs that you don't normally move to, and then start to bring her in through these outside sources, but then find her within. And then, then the step of, shining her from within in your own organic expression happens. But sometimes we have to start outside. We have to start with the feather boas. We have to start with the flower crowns. We have to start with the like, oh, I'm doing a jade egg practice, da, 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 whatever version of that it is, right? Cool. Do that. And I believe you can go deeper. I believe that you can find what's within. I believe that you don't need the crystals and the flower crowns and the whatever other accessories and all the shit that we bring, you know, I'm packing for Burning Man now. And there's, of course, a side that's really fun about adorning yourself. And a part of me just looks at all this shit and I'm like, this is just so much shit. I just want to be there naked. I mean, covering some basic places just for the sake of functionality um, and a little bit of privacy. <laughs> but like, other than that, I'm like, okay, I'd like like one cute accessory. And to me, this happens to be a place I'm good at. Okay, there's other areas I'm not so good at. So in this area, I feel really comfortable that the different energies, the different expressions of who I am, my archetypal energies, they come from within. I don't need to wear the huge, you know, headpiece, headdress, whatever thing that is, 
you know, five feet long in each direction to be like, hi, I'm a priestess. <laughs> you know, I don't need to be moaning and groaning in public and be like, to, to try to express that I'm, you know, comfortable with my sexuality. I don't need to be tagging people on Instagram to be like, look at me, I've got all these friends and they're popular, <laughs> right? Like, um, and again, that's just an area I'm comfortable in, which is why I feel I can be the messenger for this message to a certain extent, which is like, let's, let's go organic. Let's go deep. Let's go transparent. Let's take off all the outside fluff and get to the core. Let's get to the meat and potatoes is my, just, I love just getting to the truth of it all. And often that means seeing your unevolved and ugly side and loving you in that. Because guess what? We're all human and we all have that side and we all have that side in a different place. We all regress and become four-year-olds in different areas of our lives. I have friends who like for them, it's relationship. For me, it's actually my my business and my impact in the world. Um, my purpose, stuff around purpose and mission is like the place I regress the most, believe it or not. Maybe harder to show. I don't know. I, I wish I could show you guys. I'm trying to figure out how I can do that more. But for me, relationship is not a place I regress. Relationship, um, romantic relationship specifically, has just been a place where well, I did regress for a really long time, but I worked through it. And now I feel really comfortable in that arena. So we all have the places that just get us that have us become little children again, because it's like our deepest wound, our biggest fear, you know, our thing. I'm tr I'm, how do they even get to this? I don't know where, usually pretty good at keeping us on track, but I'm not really sure how we ended up here, but here we are. So to wrap it up for today, because I do have to go and do a bunch of Burning Man prep. You guys will probably be listening to this way after Burning Man, but still... Uh, lots of Burning Man prep to do. And so I want to call us forth. I want to call us up into the next level of power as women. I want to say, hey, let's not stop the women's gatherings. Let's not stop all these beautiful workshops. Let's not stop any of the true artistic adornment and expression of your insides on your outsides. and. Are we ready to roll up our sleeves and do true intimacy with the challenges, but also with the deeper gifts? Because I'm a little bored with all the other fluffy stuff. I'm bored. And I know a lot of people are, are lonely and feeling isolated, even within community. And I don't want that for anyone. I want you to feel like you've got that person or the people that have got your back no matter what. Where you don't have to show up in your best outfit and on your best behavior. That's what I want. So. I guess that's my prayer for us today. 
All right. Talk to you guys soon. If this episode juiced you up, turned you on, and got you interested in private coaching with me, head on over to NadiaMunla.com. The Work With Me page outlines everything, the time containers, the price points, who I work with, and so on and so forth. And if you still have questions after that, um, you can email us at info at NadiaMunla.com to inquire about applications or anything else that was not answered on the page. And then when I receive your application, if I feel like we're a fit, we always hop on an exploration call before we commit to anything. And this to me is like, Uh, going on a date, (laughs) going on a coaching date. And we do that in order to really confirm that this is a relationship we both want to enter into for a period of time. We get clear on what it is that I can support you with, whether I am the best person to support you and how we will do so. So if this is you, I can't wait to get your application and hop on the phone with you soon. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. We would love for you to rate and review the show and I'd love to know your takeaways from the episode. You can do that by DMing me on Instagram at Nadia Munla.